the intro again. Don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We're your hosts. I am JD, and I'm definitely still a Swifty, so Jake can get over it. <laughs> I'm Jake, and I think I may have an iron deficiency because I lost a lot of blood yesterday, and now I think I'm getting sick, so. And I am feeling oozy. Shane Daniels. And I'm your other host, Will, and I am not quite at my limit, but getting there on silly carny shit. Wow. Carny shit. Just load up the uh, the fucking gunshots now, I guess. Apparently. Apparently. We're going to need them a lot in the local report, aren't we? <laughs> we do have the cannon blast in the background from the uh, last Smarks uh, interview. Too. Uh, thank you, Jake, for that suggestion. You know what? Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Because I'm not giving them another fucking cent ever again. No, no. All they do is spend it on popcorn. Popcorn is pricey, though. Well, at least last time they took our money to go to a show and actually went to a movie. This time they just stayed at home and streamed something. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather them at least go to the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, support, support support something else that's dying. I'm also pretty sure they used my HBO match, but Max password for that too. <coughs> <laughs> I mean, that should have been your your heads up, JD. Was when they asked for it. Yes, immediately after you sent the money. <laughs> uh, well, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, so uh, let's jump right into this last week of wrestling. Um, again, we're going to talk about Raw a little bit more than we usually would. Because um, like, like we said last week, it airs like the day after we record. So it's awkward to talk about. But uh, Raw has been interesting lately. And uh, this weekend, Seth Rollins kicking off the show. And uh, he addressed the elephant in the room, which was Austin Theory cashing in the briefcase. While the crowd chanted, that was stupid. Um, led to a match between Bobby Lashley and Mustafa Ali. Who did he piss off? Who did Ali piss off? Because it felt like he was starting to get a push, and now he's getting shit beat out of him. I think it's just the gimmick. He's got this whole fighter thing going on now. So, uh, I think uh, I think they're really setting up Bobby. And uh, the return of the Hurt business. So, I'm excited about that. Do you think that's what they're doing, or is that what you? I, I really do. I think it, I think it's what's going to happen. Try to wish it into existence. Yeah, got to manifest that shit. Shelton Benjamin. Was... Shelton Benjamin deserves more than what he gets. I'm just going to say that. He should have got a world title. He should have gotten a world title at some point. He never did. Oh, yeah. Should have. There's still time. Mm. I think I don't there know is. if there's still time for Shelton. 
Why Dolph do you Ziggler got to be world champion? Why can't Shelton? Yeah. I have zero recollection of that. I don't think Ziggler's ever won a belt. Well, if you blink, you missed it anytime he did, so. <laughs> but, I don't know. I thought Hurt Business was definitely one of the best factions that they've managed to produce since their glory days. Just every each member could make a great world champion. And you could honestly make a case for any four of them being the front man for the group. So I would love to see them back. I just want to see Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander get some shine. And I always love Bobby Lashley being top boy because he should always be top boy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan of Bobby Lashley. And it's weird because like when Bobby Lashley first came onto the scene, you're like, ah, he's just a black Brock Lesnar. Literally had the same entrance and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Fireworks, everything. You're like, oh, okay. And then, you know, he left and found his own what works for him and came back, and he's been killing it ever since. So, big fan of Bobby Lashley. Matt Riddle came out later in the show and proved that he is falling into obscurity even more by losing to Chad Gable. Um, hey, that match was a fucking banger. The, no, the match was great. About? The match was great. It's just that, like, Matt Riddle has done nothing since Randy Orton got injured. Almost nothing. I mean, he had a great feud with Rollins, but then since then he's been banging the bongos, and that's about it. Matt Riddle has been out there killing it every fucking week. But what's wrong to, with losing to Chad Gable? It's not I like mean, yeah, Chad Gable's that Chad Gable, but honestly, the way Chad Gable's positioned and the way Matt Riddle's positioned, who should be winning that match? Chad Gable. I'd put Chad Gable over. I would, I would put Chad Gable over yeah. half of the roster on any given day. Matt Riddle will be fine. A loss to Chad Gable, that's nothing to Matt Riddle. He'll be yeah, fine. Remember, remember, Road Dog said wins and losses don't matter anyway. Road Dog also exactly. said he was better than Bret Hart. Or better than Bret Hart so, yeah. come on. In what, in, what, in what universe is that <laughs> even remotely true? Uh, WWA 2K14. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know. Did Bret Hart ever wrestle with like shitty braids? I don't think so. Did Bret Hart phrases like "Oh, you didn't know"? Oh, Jesus, no, but he did wrestle with forty weight in his hair. So, has Bret Hart <laughs> ever had his tag team partner on multiple occasions publicly say we don't do ladder matches because he fucking sucks at them? Don't think so. To be fair, though, Brett's tag team partners would have sucked in ladder matches. I couldn't imagine Jim Neidhart's big ass trying to go up a ladder. No, that would have been great. Um, Moving right along, Baron Corbin. Is anybody buying this gimmick right now? Yes. No. No. Will, please explain your yes. What? What's not to love? He's literally just doing the normal Baron Corbin shtick of like, I'm going to drone on and on because y'all will boo me. And also, here's JBL. Everybody hates JBL, so even more boo. He's just your typical, like, 
middle of the upper mid card heel. See, my problem with it is, is he's being called JBL's referring to him as the modern wrestling god, but he's still just Baron Corbin. He's done nothing to change the gimmick except change the gear, and the gear looks dumb. I was going back to the lone wolf Baron Corbin. Yeah. Which that was a good gimmick. Lone Wolf Baron Corbin was too easy to make fun of, though. He he got to wrestle in the dress clothes now. He's never going to take his shirt off on TV again. And what's sad about that, and I'm not one to talk, uh, I, I mean, I shouldn't be talking about it, but it pisses me off that guys like Baron Corbin that are, like, so close to being, having abs, choose not to. <laughs> I like, like fuck it, I'm going to wear a fucking shirt. I was a fan of his torso looking like a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It was weirdly, like, really (laughs) endearing for me. Because then he also had that dope-ass chest tattoo. So, it honestly, it made him look like an actual biker dude. Especially with the, the horrible hair. I was like, okay, this guy actually studied the gimmick. This is what I would expect a dude that's like, I'm a lone wolf to look like. Or more like the guy that only gets his bike out on Sundays and rides around with his buddies and puts on the costume to ride around with them. But I don't know. Corbin will, he'll always get at least just a pass in my book because he can always get booed and his finisher looks fucking cool. That's about all he had, that finish. I do love that finish. Uh, wrong. He's also got that great signature too, the deep six. <laughs> so he's got two moves. You know, there's I, mean, only I got a deep five. One person that's kicked out of his finisher. Yep. Who? Fuck. Who was it? Was it Madcap at WrestleMania? Jesus, if I think that's it was. who they gave it to. I think it was, too. Pretty sure um, Matt Cat Moss at WrestleMania. Oh, good God. See, there's like this legend about that whole thing. is because my son came up to me and he was like, hey, I watched this video. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, Baron Corbin's finisher, no one's ever kicked out of it. And I was like, Really? And so then I started thinking about it, and I was like, every time he hits it, no one kicks out. And then they started bringing it up on WWE. How no one's ever kicked out of the of his finish. And that's and how so, you know someone's about to kick out. And then at WrestleMania, he kicks out, and I'm like, fuck, okay. Yeah, as soon as he hit the end of days at WrestleMania, I was like, well, that's over. And then he kicked out, I was like, okay, they got me. They got me for once. But I think that's great, though. That's what a finisher should be. I hate when commentators feel the need to overly point out, like, hey, you know, no one's ever kicked out of this. It's like whenever a champion comes out and they say, like, three different times during their entrance the number of days they've held the belt. It's like, okay, so they're dropping it. Unless your name is Roman Reigns or the Usos. I hate the the day counter shit on on a title. I like it, but only if you actually defend it frequently. Like, if you're in Mexico, oh, that doesn't matter. You can have the strap for two years and not even defend it. Yeah, but no, no, I I, I hate that. And it only became a thing after Punk's 
long title reign that he had a few years ago. But like now it's like, whoa, so been so champion, so and so that's like who fucking cares, dude? Like it, it's irritating to me. Like But it adds a uh another layer to the story. I mean, I guess, but like it would just say say months, however many months, or they've been champions since fucking this date. He's been champion for 36 months. Why not just say he's been champion for fucking, you know, two years, days, whatever. Two years sounds cooler. Definitely does. But I don't know. If you say 36 months, you sound like those people that refuse to say their child's like two years old. They're like, no, he's 24 months. It's like, bitch, he's two years old. So you're saying you're not a fan of if a parent's like, my child is 726 days old. I will use that fetus. My yeah. God. My child's been around 2,000 days. I don't know. I just hate it. It's irritating to me. Do you no. prefer like the New Japan model where... Like they'll kind of keep track of days, but it's mostly on championship defenses. Oh yeah, when they like, oh he's def- you know he's had fucking x amount of championship defenses. That's cool. I like that. That feels like some shit that, like boxing would do. Yeah, well that is already how like actual combat sports do it. Is because most of the time, <laughs> especially if they're actually a big draw, you can only squeeze like one, maybe two fights out of them a year. So. Yeah. Saying, oh, he's been the world welterweight champion for 346 days. Also, it's his first defense. Well, I mean, if you look at Roman, you can say, oh, I try he's not had, like 15, not even 15 title defenses. So days is a lot better for that. It's just yeah. I think it, it honestly just depends on the company. Like WWE where theirs are a little bit more frequent other than when they get like part-time or main eventers. I think days work and for companies like AEW or maybe impact, it's a little bit screwy just because they do tapings. But if it's like more infrequent, then I definitely think they should bank more on just number of championship defenses. I mean, if they were out there defending the title every fucking show and you're like, well, he's defended the title, you know, 15 times this month. That sounds good. But as far as like. Damn, 15 times a month. How often y'all fucking running? I mean. You'd have to acknowledge the house show circuit then. Exactly. That. That, I think, is why WWE doesn't really bring up the fact like, oh, they've had X number of championship defenses is because of the house show circuit. Yeah. Because it's there. They exist in this weird little pocket world. of (coughs) It's canon, but not really. Yeah. I can only think of a handful of times that WWE actually brought up a house show or something that happened on a house show. Only if there was ever a title switch. Like they used yeah. to do them in the 90s. Like they'd switch the fucking tag belts and you they didn't, didn't know have unless Continental, you, Continental like, Championship ran a few years ago. Like, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, they did I, it I, yeah um, they did it for the United States uh, title when AJ won it at Madison yeah. Square Garden. So, I mean, Dude, that was stuff a, like that. 
Well, that was a special circumstance, though, because it's an MSG show. Last time I really remember them doing it, other than uh, with Samoa Joe and NXT, was in, it was back in the I want to say it was Punk and I know Punk was involved, but it was I believe when Punk and Kofi were tag champs, they switched them off of them at a house show so they could immediately throw the IC on Punk. Yeah, because they did that like the next Monday, didn't they? Yeah. All right, let's uh let's move along right here. Uh, keep talking about Raw. <laughs> um, let's talk about Austin Theory because last week I had some harsh words for Austin Theory. <laughs> some very I'm harsh words, Mister Austin Theory, last week. Austin Himbo Theory. I feel like this week he is slightly. Slightly redeemed himself. Um, I like the promo he did where he caught the weight around his neck and uh, acknowledged the fact, you know, he wasn't going to beat Roman. Um, and I like the aggression he showed throughout the course of this show, uh, particularly in his match uh, with Dolph Ziggler. And was then it ruthless. Oh, it was. It was ruthless. It was pretty ruthless. Good. I like when they're aggressive and ruthless. It was a, uh, it was, it was John Cena level aggression. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> you know, I really didn't think about that when I was watching <laughs> it. I was like, just took back by, okay, well, this is the direction that they're going now, and I like it, and this is a lot more better. It's better for him mm-hmm. this way. But now that you think, now that you do that. It does remind me of John Cena, ruthless aggression, like Kurt Angle when he was in there with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like the direction they're taking with this. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I I do feel like if I was Dolph Ziggler, I would have been pissed off after that match, though, after I got like three office chairs thrown at me. Um. Those fucking office chairs hurt. I don't see why people insist on throwing them on top of people and at them. Because it looks goofy. The best one to ever, and I know I shit on Braun Strowman a couple episodes back. That man knows be- how to throw an office chair. The best one is when he threw it at fucking Roman. <laughs> and it, it it was perfect. Uh, You're going to bitch about him here in a few minutes, too. What you sent to the group earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will bitch about that. I want that to come up. I want everyone to hear how mad you were about that. So, yeah, we're, we're getting there right now, actually. We're switching Yay. gears to SmackDown. Um, oh, good. We got to talk about giant <coughs> John Walters. So, first of all, you got a little interview from the Brawling Brutes and, uh, and, and Drew talking about why they're coming together to fight the bloodline and blah 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 and the mystery partner and like everyone didn't know who the hell it was spoiler kevin owens dude i'm gonna tell you i'm fucking hyped for war games i am too i think it's gonna be a fantastic fucking match now's gonna be the time though that they do the switch with sammy i don't think so inside man it would be perfect because kevin's on the other team i don't think no, so i don't think they'll do it yet they still got a few months till mania to throw them in at the tag i belt. feel like they i feel like they kind of teased roman a little bit 
but we'll get to that to the, at the end. I don't know. I just think it would be badass, though. Could you not see somebody's like, they do the fucking head in the door gimmick with Sammy <laughs> on, one of the, on one of the fucking Usos or some shit. Fuck, come on. That'd be so good. So we got a, a banger of a match between Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Uh, that was a hell of a match. I was like, well, yeah, it was Ricochet. <laughs> and Mustafa Ali. Yeah, it was good. They got uh, your sleepy shit quota in for the day. I feel like they're doing a good job with this uh, SmackDown World Cup tournament thing uh, as far as, like, the match quality and making it feel like it's important. Yeah, a lot better. I mean, they have to. They have really big shoes to fill by trying to find a successor because, I mean, I know they've got a really good crop of talent, but it's going to be hard for any of them to fill in the shoes that Shane O'Mac left for them. I mean, the literal best in the world. He's the best (laughs) in the world. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, God. Not in the United States, not in Europe, Canada, the world. <laughs> but I'm I'm hopeful. Is I can't remember. Did, who did Santos already get knocked out? No, nah, he won. Okay, good. He's gonna win the whole thing. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he does. That man is mm. <laughs> Let's see. What else do I care about from this show? You know, uh, Bray Wyatt. I'm, I'm sorry. glad we're finally getting a little bit of traction with that. Yeah. Bruh, who thought throwing him in there with Eli Drake was a good idea? Whoever it was needs a raise. No, that's going to expose Bray so fucking bad. Why would you be like, all right, Bray's a decent promo guy? Let's throw him in with our best promo guy. <laughs> and then they're going to have a really lame match. Mm. I, d- I don't know if I agree with this take. Who, I don't, other than maybe Sammy, I don't know who else on SmackDown can cut a promo like Drake. Now I got to think about this. I just love watching you guys' faces as he was saying all that shit. It's too good. Uh, You're going to tell me Rey Mysterio and Ricochet out here cutting promo of the fucking anything? No. You're going to tell me Nakamura or Escobar or Broncoli Strongleman are? (laughs) Broncoli (laughs) Strongleman. Especially now that he got the red pants. Man. All I see is just a big <coughs> shit John Walters from Ring of Honor. <laughs> Braun Strowbitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm very match. big on... I, I hate his WWE name, LA Knight, because it sounds corny as shit, but I firmly believe that Eli Drake is going to go so goddamn far in WWE. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, it all just depends on what the next couple of years hold for certain people. I think he might get put on the back burner. He might win the Intercontinental title. I think the only thing that would hold him out of the main event scene is the fact that he's older. And it definitely seems like they're wanting to try to switch 
gears a little bit and finally build around younger stars. But I definitely, he's at least going to have a really great U.S. or Intercontinental Championship run. All right. I could see him wrestling for the big title, just not winning. Yeah, that, that's the way I see him, like a, a jobber to the stars kind of deal. So not Dolph Ziggler? No, yeah, yeah. Dolph wishes he had half of that charisma. <laughs> All right, Shane, it's uh, it's time for you to step up on your soapbox. Here we go. Braun Strowman's a bitch, man. <laughs> and it's not even because of any of, like, the bullshit he said. And I love how they're calling him out on it. Uh, you know, Ricochet was like, oh, yeah, next week you get to go against a flippy doo-dah guy. And all that. But how are you going to be the monster of all monsters and turn on a chop to cushion the blow, you bitch. You punk-ass bitch. Eat that shit. You're supposed to be this big, bad fucking monster. You look like a big, bad bitch in those red pants. What'd you do? Steal those from Raquel? (laughs) God. I would hate to see those two in a sex tape. It looked like two fucking gorillas fucking. Like, gorillas in the mist. <laughs> like when I saw him turn on that first chop, I was like, okay, we'll let that one slide. But when he did it again, and that's when I messaged you guys, and I was like, he's such a bitch. <laughs> like watching that live. He's a shoot bitch. He is. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move along to this uh, main event segment. You had Butch and Sami Zayn in the SmackDown World Cup. Butch went over. Uh, Fantastic match, by the way. Uh, Those two are just entertaining as shit in the ring together. (coughs) Pete Um, Dunn's the boy. Yeah, yeah, Pete Dunn's just, he's just so believable no matter who he's in the ring with. I really think this, uh, I know this week is a uh, take-home week because of the pay-per-view. But I feel like this was uh, really good build-up for War Games. Uh, I think that was one of the most entertaining endings I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the Roman coming in at the end, coming in and cleaning house. And I feel like they were teasing him about to get Sammy because there was like one point where Sammy's over there laying down and Roman starts walking towards him and then here comes Drew to stop him and take his so I think the turn's coming um, but yeah I think this was a good good show the reveal for Kevin Owens was great like that pop like that that really solidified war games for me yeah that definitely made me want to watch it Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I could care less about the rest of the show. I just want to see War Games. Same. Because I, I really, as much as I like Shotzi, I don't think that match is going to be any good. Yeah, but at least uh, you get to look at her arse the whole time, so that's fine. 
Well, I don't even know what else is was what else is on. Well, you got the women's war game too. I think that'll be good. Have they even announced their last partner? Nope. I, I believe so. No, they haven't. Oh. Honestly, uh, the, I think that still one mystery. Because, I think that one because it's very hodgepodgey is going to Loki end up being the better of the two war games matches. Hmm. I th- I think as cool as it'll be to see five man bloodline. Honestly, there's not a single person on that team that I, other than because they're a faction that I think like, damn, their style of wrestling would work great in this kind of a match. Other than maybe Roman. Well, you know, you're going to get some crazy ass spots with the Usos. You know, you're going to get some crazy shit. Crazy shit with Sammy and Kevin. I don't know. I think Sammy and Kevin will do some cool shit. I think the Usos will... Oh my god, someone did a splash off the cage. Whoa. Because, <laughs> I mean, what else are they going to fucking do? But, meanwhile, I think the Babyface team is all fucking great picks for this kind of a match. So, it'll be interesting to see. Oddly enough, uh, Pete Dunn is the veteran in this match. Yes, sir. That man was cooking in his NXT war games. I'm looking forward to seeing him on the main <laughs> roster with the, this this cast of characters in war games. Yes. The Brutes especially is what I'm really wanting to see in this kind of environment. Yeah, I just think Roman, Drew, and, and Sheamus are going to just... It's just going to be big dudes beating the fuck out of each other. So... Big yeah. meat, men slapping meat. Yeah, I'm looking and forward to the finish of Pete Dunn tapping out all five members of the Bloodline at once. <laughs> It'll be great. One can only hope. What's up? What, what What if uh, the mystery partner for Bianca is Charlotte? Turn it off. You should rage quit the baby. They've been teasing her. I'd rage quit. She's back in video packages. When I went to SummerSlam. When in between the like commercial breaks, they showed like a big video package of her. She's coming women, back. Women's wrestling is going to be Charlotte. Cody. Cody's going to be in the women's. Yeah. It'll be Cody. I was hoping Randy right. Orton would. Just to see him RKO everybody. Great. It's always a sight to see. Now, I think War Games is going to be fucking great. Um, It's going to be hard to, to pick who wins on that one. But if I was going to say who was going to win, I think it'll be the Brutes. And Shane. Yeah. I think this is the perfect time to give Roman a loss. Yeah. Oh, no. Roman ain't going to get pinned. Oh, no, That's no. I'm saying Roman will get pinned, but I'm saying there. this is the perfect time to, like, for Roman to look vulnerable. <coughs> like, his team loses, and he looks vulnerable as a result. I think this is the perfect time for that. Yeah, and I think it's going to add to that story. If it's Sammy that gets the pin, it's going to add to that even more. Because he's the only one that really would be okay. We're taking a loss. Yeah. I think so. I think he gets the pin. Let's shift gears over to uh, AEW show last night, Full Gear. 
few things I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, the elite came back. Uh, mm. And then lost, but it turned into a best of seven. Yes. If there is any three-man unit that could actually do a best of seven series and it be entertaining each week, it's those six dudes. Lucha Brothers can make magic out of anything. Uh, what makes me mad is that they set this up as a match, but didn't say it was a best of seven until after the match. So it's like, we're going to put the elite under, but oh, <laughs> wait, not really. Uh, I don't know. I I liked how the finish was them just, like the last five minutes of the match was just the elite absolutely monster washing over Death Triangle and finally getting the payoff of Ray Phoenix being corrupted by Pac and using the bell hammer to spike and get the victory. Because the last few weeks, their matches have been Pac and Phoenix going back and forth and Pac keeps being like, y'all should try out this bell hammer. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> and Phoenix is like, I don't want to do that. I'm a good little boy. And Penta's just like, shit. Don't look at me. I'll use it. <laughs> but Phoenix finally, it was definitely a fun finish. And I think best of seven series may be a little much, but fuck it. I know I'm probably going to like a majority of the matches. Um, secondly, the other thing I want to do, a couple of things on the show I want to discuss. The other one right now is uh, Soraya had her first match back. Trash. With Britt Baker. Now, from what I saw, it did not look good. It was not. It was everything I was kind of fearing it would be. It it reminded me a lot of whenever they did that Bobby Roode, Randy Orton feud. And it's like, wait, no, you can't put two randys together they're both just i match whatever person i'm wrestling and that's how good i'll be so when you put two of those kind of wrestlers against each other they can't feed off of each other and it's just oof yeah it was i looked better than i thought she would ring rust wise but it was definitely the lowest point of the night from what i saw it was ring rust meets inexperience yeah it definitely i don't know there's a couple points where it i don't know what was going on but it just looked like they forgot the spot and then we're just like fuck it forearms ah defense before we talk about this next match let me just say AEW needs to get rid of the concept of interim champions makes no fucking sense yeah it's stupid and Thunder Rose has been out so long, there shouldn't be an interim title anymore. It should just be the title. But Jamie Peter believe that there is no last night to win the interim women's world champion. Uh, this is MMA does that gimmick. That's the only reason they do it. Yeah, but it, I, I feel like this is big. Uh, Jamie Hader has been getting over slowly but surely, and she's uh she's pretty over with the crowd right now. Oh yeah, I'll say. She's probably the number two women's star behind Jade. 
I don't understand uh, what they're doing with Jade. But I feel like... What do you mean? They're doing perfectly fine with her. No, it's not that. It's the fact that she should be chasing the Women's World Championship. Uh, no. Like she's undefeated, why not chase the Women's World Championship? Because it's easier to get away with throwing a mid-card belt on a greenhorn than it is a world championship. I, I and, see that, but Jade's gotten incrementally better in the ring every week. She's uh, and she, but she hasn't been given a story yet, except for the whole Nyla Rose thing, which was the dumbest fucking story. I stole your title. I stole your car. Okay, strongly disagree no, because, no, because they look, have been putting on the most entertaining segments week in and week out. Okay, no, my problem with this though is if in a, in a wrestling, okay, treat this as a real sport. If if Shane and I, if Shane and I. We're in a feud, and I was the world champion, and he just stole my belt. I would just go to my boss and be like, he stole my belt, get it back. And the boss would be like, give him the belt back or you're fucking fired. And that would be the end of that story. There is no story there. It's really dumb that she ran around with that title for several weeks without Tony Khan stepping in and be like, what the fuck are you doing? JD, are you trying to insinuate that pro wrestling's fucking stupid? I'm trying to insinuate that it should have some yeah. sense of logic. Well, when your boss is too busy being coked up, it's hard to get a hold of him. As he should be. God damn. I think every wrestling promoter should have at least one drug problem. <laughs> um, I agree with that. So after, after that, we need to discuss the... Um, the World Championship match. I'm sorry for spoiling this for you, Will. Oh, I already knew I would have about, you about that. Thing. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about the christening <coughs> of the God King in my nightmare scenario, which is Samoe Joey winning the TNT Championship off of Wardlow. I am terrified they're going to unify the ROH television title out of existence. That's exactly what they're about to do. They really shouldn't. The TV title is by far my favorite mid-card belt in all of pro wrestling. Behind X Division belt doesn't count because it's like in its own neat little island. But ROH TV title has such <coughs> a great lineage of people. That belt gave us the only good singles Bobby Fish run to ever exist. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to just... Shout out to my boss. Pops for patience, what? boss. Who? Job winning. Samoa Joe. Old Joey Two Belt. Joey. Right. Oh, really champion. solid match. Let's move right along been, to that main you event. Know, I you know, been you that's where, hold on. You know oh. that's where it's going because they're doing it's AEW presents ROH now. So they probably are going to unify all those. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So that main event, we don't need to discuss the match. It was a fun match. Well, well, I mean, it was a match. It, it wasn't, wasn't even 
It wasn't anything special, to be honest with you. Uh, MJF's had better matches. Mox has had better matches. Um, and the the match isn't even really the the thing. It's it's the finish and the way it led up to it. Uh, so you got um, Regal slyly turning on Mox and sliding the uh, the Nux into MJF for the win. Two questions. Is this really the way to put over MJF? Number one. And two, does it make you really want to tune in Wednesday? Um, no. I, I don't know. It was just a, like you could see it coming from a mile away. Like ever since MJF had that, I know y'all loved it. I thought it was fucking dreadful. His promo with Regal where he just cried about Regal being mean to him in an email. (laughs) God, fucking bitch boy shit. But ever since then, it was so fucking obvious that Regal was going to end up doing something to help Max win. There's only so many times you can say, you remind me of a younger version of myself before you join them. (laughs) Um, It's... I just feel like this is a necessary evil so that they can start going in a new direction and not just having to bank on Moxley because everyone's falling apart. But does it money make you want to watch on Wednesday? Um, the main thing that got me wanting to watch is the fucking trios rematch. See, that's not the main event. That's my point. That's the real main event. <laughs> Shane, you had some thoughts. I saw it. I don't watch. That's not going to make me watch. I mean, I just need more than that. You can't just hand off and go, okay, well, here's MJF, our new champion. He's going to say some cuss words and and say some pipe bomby shit. That doesn't make me care. It's the same stick every week. Here's another unorganized show with random fucking matches that doesn't make sense. Not going to make me watch. I mean, the trios thing, cool. Ethan Page versus Ricky Stark's going to be good. I mean, but where's the substance? What do you mean? That's the finals of a tournament. What tournament? The World the world Championship Tournament with that yeah. they've been building for a month with the finals being Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. <clears throat> Didn't even know they were having a tournament. That's because you don't watch it. I keep up. You not been hearing about Bandito coming in and getting signed? Nope. All right, so, uh, Star. I only knew about that because people on Facebook were marking out for it. So, just in my opinion, there was an event last night that was a bit more important than Full Gear. And uh, we're going to talk about that real quick uh, as we roll into some local talk. Uh, and we have uh, Will coming up with a review of a show at, right after this. But, uh, Talk about the Drew Game Memorial Tag Team Tournament. How'd that go, guys? It, the, the tournament itself was pretty good from what I got to see of it. 
I I did some things. <laughs> Shane did stuff and things. I won it. Did you? Yeah, by myself. That's crazy. It was wild. I didn't see you there. That was really fast. <laughs> That's why I got tripped up, huh? Yeah. Fucking regular old earbone thorn over here. That was actually what... Uh, so afterwards, whenever I was leaving to run down to Taco Bell, I also left so fast that it busted Jake's forehead open. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, let's um, hear about about your fun little match. No, yeah. Boy, I can take an ass whooping. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. For heel, anyway. Katie, is that true? <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> I mean, you always made me look good. So, but I was—that's well, true. Yeah, the, the few times we did work singles, we—I was the heel and you were the baby face, which is fucking weird. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I've built so enough heat at that fucking place that. They just want to see me get my fucking shit pushed in. And, boy, I, I sort of gave it to them, and I didn't want to give it to them. Because why are they going to come back if they already saw it, right? I did almost fucking knock myself directly the fuck out, though, within the first two minutes of the match. How? I took a... The, the spot where I was getting color, I went to... You know, we went to the steps, the aluminum steps. And I was like, I'm going to fucking hit these really hard with my hands. It's going to make a good fucking sound. So justify me fucking blading. I missed my hands. It was all forehead. (laughs) And I like dead fish flopped back. And my fucking everything tasted purple for a second. And I rolled over. (laughs) Got my shit. I actually had my thing in my hand already. I was just fucking laying there on the floor. I guess autopiloted because I knew what I was doing. I was and I looked down, and I was like, oh, cool, there's some on the ground. I wonder if that looks good. And I looked up, and Chris Payne just kind of goes, oh. And then just fucking, boom, <laughs> like right on it, and then starts choking me. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, fuck, I got to struggle. And then it came up, and I cut him off and get back in the ring, and then I couldn't see out of my left eye because it was down in my eye. And I was like, I wonder if it looks good. And I look at the referee, and the referee goes, oh. <laughs> so I was like, it's good. And then we went on with it. And then we did the uh, – because it was under Drew Games rules. Pinfall submissions don't count unless yeah. the guy's bleeding. Mwah, wonderful. We had the shenanigans. Homeboy goes up for his fucking finish. Cat shakes the ropes, crotches himself. She beans him with the fucking flask, a bright red flask, mind you. He falls off. She opens the motherfucker and just pours the fake blood on him. I come to wake up the referee, go pin his ass. So I actually got blood. He didn't, and I still won. Don't Tell say that. Your, the ref uh, might be listening. They they can't retroactively fix anything. Tell them about your uh, lifts that you had. Uh, <laughs> because I wore Drew's boots for the match. Because you know it's the thing, and I wore a pair of trunks the last time I'd wore. I was tagging with him. Uh, Rebecca didn't tell me that the lifts were in the boots, and I put them on, and it made me like three inches taller. And I was tall, Jake, for a little while. <laughs> Fuck yes, because remember, so you finally got experience with the <clears throat> I was a, I was maybe two inches shorter than Shane wearing them. 
It felt nice. It feels good to be tall. Because you, you remember that shit when Drew would wear his lifts, he'd come in, he'd be like, oh, hey, Drew. And he'd be like, no, no, it's tall Drew today. <laughs> Got the lifts in. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was going to break my ankles wearing those. I don't see how he wrestled in them. Like, I felt like I was going to roll my ankle. They were, it was like wearing hockey skates. Yeah, I borrowed his boots once, and it was so weird. Was it the black ones or the white ones? Yeah, the black, black ones. ones. Okay, because I wore the white ones. And I, just, I was like, how in the fuck did he do this? The black ones, the, the lifts are built in. The white ones were removable. And oh, Rebecca, were they? And Rebecca was ribbing me about how you couldn't take them out. <laughs> and eventually she caved and told me, and I went over and took them back off. After it took me 20 minutes to put the fucking things on. <laughs> Shane, you want to talk to us a little bit about your match? Um, sure. What do you want? <laughs> I, I didn't die. <laughs> uh, I made a post on Facebook about it. Uh, I was a nervous fucking wreck the whole time I was oh, driving down there. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of do what. You didn't look like it, man. You looked business as usual all night. Oh, man. I text Ben, and I was like, dude, I'm fucking nervous. And I think it was just everything with my neck being fucked up and my shoulder being fucked up. And I'm like, I'm going to be in here with these guys, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And then, you know, my partner was Chase Jordan, original member of uh, Not Safe for Wrestling. And for somebody who hasn't wrestled in two fucking years, he didn't miss a fucking beat. I can believe that. And it was fucking crazy. And having Rebecca, uh, I think that meant the most to me. And that was one of the things that I told Ben. I was like, I'm not doing this unless Rebecca's going to manage us. And I'll tell you what. So the finish, I got hit with that stupid-ass AIWF cruiserweight belt and uh i didn't even know rebecca had that motherfucker with her the whole time because she was supposed to go get it from wherever it was at and she just pulls it out of the fur coat like drew would have <laughs> and i was like where the fuck did you get okay and she's like i i had it the whole time and I when she messaged me earlier, this is what she said exactly. Hey, fur coats are useful. That's all she said. <laughs> and I was like, "You're your fucking dad." Yep. To a T. And you know, wrestling <coughs> uh, with the good old boys, which is one of Drew's favorite tag teams. They truly are the MVPs of any show that they're on. So it was just an honor to wrestle with them and undeniable uh, Shane Marks and, and Brian and uh, Crazy Train, Malone and, and Hampton. Um, last night's show, like I told Ben, all throughout the show had Drew's fingerprints all over it. Rather, it was the finish of the tournament because me and Drew have done that finish before with the belt getting hit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jake in the first blood match, uh, a lot of other things. Drew's fingerprints was all over it. Last night was a very special night. Um, it meant a lot to me. The uh, respect and stuff that all the guys showed me, I'll truly uh, never forget that. 
Um, it was just, it was just a special night. And, you know, everybody's big question is like, what's next? And like, I don't even fucking know what's next. So, it's one of those things I'm just going to have to talk, have an in-depth conversation with my doctor, and, and really see what I can do. My neck's not bothering me today. I'm not hurting. So, I mean, that's a plus. But, yeah. That's where we're at with that, so stop bugging me. <laughs> uh, because I was like, like these motherfuckers are already planning shit. And there was like one point where I looked at Chase because we're sitting in the ring and they had this big hoopla at the end of it. And I'm sitting down next to Chase and, and they're announcing this fucking I, I guess RCW's doing like a Survivor Series thing. And I looked at and one of the stipulations was like I guess if Alex Michaels gets pinned, uh, whoever pinned him gets a title shot. And I looked at Chase and I said, I never lost that belt. I said, I should just announce that I'm going to be in the tournament. And then I'm going to pin him and beat him and get my belt back. And then Ben was like, why didn't you? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) He was like, because that would have been fucking awesome. But all in so, uh, all, you know, boys, they won the tournament, well deserved, and uh, it was a special night. It was fun. It was cool seeing everybody. Uh, Brad Cash was there, so he did finally get his kiss. By the way, he did. It was me. <laughs> I kissed Brad. <laughs> well, I thought him and Tyler uh, tagged, and Tyler was laying there, and I said, "If that motherfucker does not give him mouth to mouth, I'm going to be pissed." He tried, Tyler no sold him. <laughs> of course. Yeah, TY, TY fucking sandbagged that shit real quick. <laughs> of course he did. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna give him mouth to mouth like a man. I had to field the question several times last time, like, so I mean that's is NSFW gonna be a thing again? I mean, Shane was here and Chase is gonna wrestle again and you're here and Got cat with you, and I'm like, I, I am not the one to ask about that. As like, because until fucking today, I was the only fucking active member anymore. Anyway, so I guess all I have to say is, Jake, is NSFW coming back? Talk, talk to talk to Shane. That's hey thing. Shane, do you know if Jake knows? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't. You may so, want to. Uh, you want me? May want to get with uh, Chase Jordan. You think? Also, oh, he would, yeah, he would probably know if Jake knows if it's coming back. Yeah, he definitely would. Give Ray a call. Just he won't answer you. Also, last night uh, there was an ICW show at the TW Arena. Will you attended? You want to talk to us about it? Yes. Yes, Yo. I do. But Yo. before we get into the the malarkey and shenanigans, I would just like to mention that. We have crowned our first ever IWGP Women's Champion in Kyrie Hojo. And we've also got another Wrestle Kingdom match. 
big old Daddy Warbucks Kenny Omega pulled a Rick Rude and made two show appearances in one night to challenge Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title for Wrestle Kingdom. That's interesting. It's something. (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely going to be a match. And we're also getting Kyrie making first defense against Tam Nakano, who is, in my opinion, the one that should have won the belt. But ICW is, it was fun, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That was definitely the worst show that they have run in their little Chattanooga series. It was... Why? Why, why so, give us the 411. I don't know about y'all, but I am personally a big fan of whenever you advertise your main event, you actually do it. And yeah. if you're not going to do it, it would be really neat to like give a little bit of a heads up. Like, hey, we're not doing this instead of continuing to promote it. But show opens with Akira coming out, doing his little thing, and basically wanting to have his American Deathmatch Championship shot as the opener instead of the main event against Casey Kirk. Casey comes out and basically just says, I'm not going to wrestle you because I only do main events. And so she has a horribly battered up cruel come out to do her dirty work for her. Akira then just gets an IWTV title shot. They they did their best with what they could, but you could just tell that cruel is in a <coughs> lot of pain. To the point that I don't know why they would bring him out to begin with. Like, let the man heal. But Cruel comes out, squashes Akira, and then Brandon Kirk comes out to yell at him to say, fight me in the main event. What? Yes. So they, I guess, set that. So then they go out, have some matches. We had Adam Priest versus Hardway Heater. Overall, very fun. Adam following up on his fun new I th- I need this to be his new little gimmick weapon. He got a AP branding iron made. And night before lit it on fire and domed Eric Ryan on the forehead with it. Tonight the finish was lighting it on fire and putting it out on Hardway Heater's butt. Literally. Just, My god. He's fine. He's wearing jeans. But overall, fun match followed with uh, DDT onto the Branding Iron. I I couldn't tell for sure, but it looked like the Branding Iron may have somehow broke, though. So, you heard it here, folks. Hardway Heater has an ass made of diamonds. But could he hip-toss somebody with it like Liger did? Man. I think that might be in Heater's future. I think this was like his superhero origin story where he's like, wait a second. All right. But followed up by Jaden Newman versus Colby Carino. It was 
a Colby Carino match. <laughs> I love, I love the emphasis on that. He's like, it was a Colby Carino match. I mean, if you've seen Colby wrestle, then you have seen his entire body of work. I have wrestled Colby on multiple occasions, and yes. It is definitely out of... And that was an unannounced surprise match to come out. It was very... I don't know. It definitely, I thought it overstayed its welcome a little bit. There was a fun little spot where Jaden got dumped onto a VCR covered in thumbtacks. Okay. That looks neat, but the finish, good God. So they try to set up a door on two chairs, and Colby busts out the lighter fluid, and he's squirting it all over the door, and then he squirts some all over Jaden, and he's like, oh, I'm going to start a fire. And then him and Jaden start fighting over the lighter. They tried man they tried so fucking hard to light that shit on fire and it would not light and so you just see this moment of like well shit in all three both Jaden Colby and the ref's eyes as it won't fucking light so it's like fuck it just do the finish Everyone starts yelling at them, being like, where the fuck is the fire? So then Jaden squirts a little bit more, and they try harder to light it. It finally <laughs> lights a little bit, but it's just like this one tiny little light of fire. Oh. And by then, the door is already on the ground, so he just power bombs him onto it again. And it, it was just a very like, well, all right. I like the... Uh... <laughs> synopsis there is like, all right there it is that was the the overall vibe of the entire show for me was just well all right like there was don't get me wrong there was some good matches and i don't think anyone straight up put on a bad match but it was there was a lot that was left to be desired But we got what was easily the match of the night and should have been the main event. Hoodfoot versus Casanova Valentine. Those two absolutely fucking murdered each other. Hoodfoot, if this isn't like the christening moment to make him their next top star, I don't know what more you could want. There's the visual of having dried hot wax on your head covered in glass and blood while you stand tall as the winner that's about as main event star as you could fucking get I don't know about y'all I kind of like to not have glass and shit so yeah yeah or we can bust glass on you and then pour melted wax on you that's still not a very good visual for me. Hey, that's that's a no fucking for me, dope. That's a no Follow- for me. Though. Following up with the Bev coming out and having possibly the best match I've ever seen of Tank's career. That was it's 
it's nice to finally get to see Tank do a death match and his nice little return run that isn't just having to hold back on the death match elements and isn't just like, well, we had a couple doors. Him and Bev went to fucking war. Tank managed to barely kind of squeak it out at the end, but it's that, I don't know. If we're going to get just a couple years left out of Tank, I would love to see more of that and less of him just mowing down kids. Yeah, Tank really deserves his flowers, you know? Yeah, and that was definitely the best performance I've ever fucking seen out of him. It was incredible and we also had other 440 representative eric ryan beating tommy vendetta overall (laughs) fun match very noisy because it was all centered around a big old pile of broken pots and legos in the center of the ring and also had personal favorite moment of the night which was the ref knocking over a tub of Legos and it spilled all outside the ring with his butt. He spilled it with his butt? Yeah, no, they were trying to do something in the corner and he's trying to like squat down to check on them and then just completely knock the shit over with his ass and everyone immediately jumped on his ass. But now it's time for our main event, if you can even call it that. Brandon Kirk versus Cruel. This one really bummed me out because out of all the matches that they had announced for the weekend of ICW in Chattanooga, that was by far the match that I was the most excited for. But unfortunate circumstances have prevailed. So Brandon Kirk comes out to massive ovation and brings a taser. It was fucking great. And literally the second Cruel pops out of the curtain, he just rushes up the ramp and starts tasing the shit out of him. And so he's just kind of chasing Cruel around the arena, tasing him over and over. They finally get into the ring. He does a one-man concerto to effectively murder Cruel, but that's not enough, so he found a kitchen knife somewhere and is about to slit Cruel's throat. Until Casey Kirk comes out and is like, hey... You wildin' boy. So they go back and forth, and Brandon blames Casey, kind of having her little cruel boy toy, as the reason why their marriage is falling apart and why Casey Kirk has been corrupted. And so the only way to fix it is to beat her for the belt at the next show. And mind you, this all happened in the span of maybe five minutes. Well, um, and then just the mm, cherry on top that honestly, I loved it because it was just the perfect level of Carney was they're trying to sell it. You know, cruel's fucked up. Everybody needs to leave. He needs medical help. Brandon Kirk just nearly murdered him. And so they're yelling at the crowd, like, all right, show's done. If you're not supposed to be here, get out. So everyone quickly gets out. 
and is standing out front in the cold. And half the people just immediately left and are like, okay, that was fucking dumb. Other half are just standing around there freezing and we're all just talking and whatever. And then someone pops their head out the door and just goes, oh, hey, if y'all want to buy merch, you can come back in. Yes. Thank you. Oh, well, like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to go for the whole, oh, no, he's hurt. We need to get him out of here. Everyone needs to leave. Then it was definitely just a like someone in the back thought like this is going to be a fucking great way to end it. And then they immediately realized, oh, fuck, no one bought any T-shirts today. That's some carny shit. Love it. I would expect nothing less out of the Southeast. Uh, Well, I think we can leave it off right there today because nothing else needs to be said right there. When are they going to be back in town? Do you know, Will? Um, They haven't made an announcement yet. I would imagine I am going to guess March. All I have right. no reasoning for it. I'm just solely guessing March. They they typically come back every couple months, so I think around then. But right, well, I mean, they'll be back. Well, everybody, we'll be back in your feeds later this week with an episode. We're going to start our uh, favorites of all time. Uh, should be a fun conversation. Uh, we're going to do our top ten. This week will be ten through six, and next week will be top five. So keep a lookout in your feeds for that. And uh, Jake, what do they need to do? Bring the people back in so they can buy more t-shirts.